0: in tradition in anchoring us to a broader bigger story we're reminded that there is more than just our own individualities.
1: welcome to the extra 10 my name is ben cartland joined here once again by jason esposito jason how you doing this morning man it's beginning to look a lot like christmas ben Yeah, I mean, we got, uh, it is, we got some snow on the ground. Uh, Apparently, we got some snow on the way coming up this weekend. Of course, right, going to hit right
0: uh, around Christmas Eve services, right? right? That's when we know, and I like snow at Christmas. I'm one of those annoying Christmas people, the music, the food, the parties. You know, I've said that like every year. (laughs) Like anyone that's been at Crossway, you know, more than one Christmas season is like, all right, Jason, we know you like Christmas. And I know like for you, you wouldn't be as into the Christmas Season as I am, would that be accurate? Right,
1: but to be fair, there's few people that are into the Christmas season. <laughs> no, as, much are. as you are there are some
0: people, but I've seen some houses with a few lights uh, on yeah. them.
1: No, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas is is great, but yeah, I, like I've said in the past, it's right. it's, it's 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 a, it's a good day.
0: But yeah. So I I just think, oh man, I do want a little bit of snow yeah. on the ground at Christmas, but snowstorms. During Christmas Eve services, always uh, provide a little bit of a challenge, right? So we'll see right. what happens. Yeah, uh, maybe and it, it won't. And I have hear, you know, you hear ranges
1: from from one to three inches all yeah. the way up to a foot. Storm you know, of the century, right? Right. It, and so we'll right, see, and it's the first know, major snowstorm, right. so the news organizations are always going right. to get super excited right. about it. But yeah, and there's nothing we can do about it. No. So, so you know, we'll see that's what
0: definitely if it if it's a storm of the century, it's a storm of the century. Right. and We move on,
1: right? And we'll do what we can and that's be right. safe, and, and that's right. Uh, still still worship and celebrate, you know, the, the birth of, of Jesus. Um, so yeah. What, so, you know, do you have any big Christmas traditions like that you're really looking forward to this year? Are you, you know, is there something that you're just like, yes, every year, I have hot chocolate with a with a cinnamon stick stuck in it. No, wait, that'd be like tea or something with a peppermint <laughs> That's cider. I'll, isn't it yeah, cider yeah, that would be with cider? The that would be cider. Uh, yeah, we know who, the, the, who we
0: know who the Christmas <laughs> person is here in the podcast with a candy cane. That's right. it. We'll do a candy right. cane, a little peppermint wow. in there, something like that. Wow. Christmas morning, um, not quite that, but yeah. Always, we have a certain tradition on Christmas morning. Uh, we uh, get up, and and now I have uh, kids who are married. I have kids who are getting married, so things are starting to to shift a, a little bit. But it looks like for another year, almost everyone can can be there Christmas morning. We will start with the reading of the Christmas story in Luke chapter two, and I want to encourage everyone uh, in the busyness, in the stress, in the I love Christmas or I can't wait till it's over. Or Christmas is a hard time. It's a grieving time. I I do recognize that that for some Christmas is deeply, deeply challenging uh, to their, their their soul, and uh, that. W- wherever you find yourself, read the biblical story. So we wake up, we read it. I always read it in the New Living Translation because when the kids were little, like it was just a little different and a little easier okay. to understand. So we still read it in the New Living Translation. Cool. You can get that off the Bible app, kind of cool. It's the one where it talks about uh, ra- like Jesus was wrapped in snuggly cloth. I think that's how <laughs> it's, or something like that. Yeah, it's translated yeah, yeah. something like that. It's, it's just kind of kind of different. But so we read that. And then I when the kids were little, I would say, and why do we give gifts at christmas and they would answer they would need to answer you know because jesus is the greatest gift of all and when they were super little like that was cool and they were all yeah, excited yeah. And we were like yes and then we would pray and, uh, but now as uh, adults, I still ask the question and, they and, all they'll, their eyes and they'll look at me. <laughs> all right, dad. We right. Know. Um, but I pictured it in my head, it was like all in unison. Like yes. you ask the question <laughs> and they all in <laughs> right, unison. Right, yes. we, it. we sing it. We break out into like <laughs> four part harmony. And now, and so I still ask the question and then after that we pray and we think, Uh, God for Jesus Christ. We thank Jesus for his life and his death on the cross and resurrection. And then we go into opening up stock, uh, go to the stockings. That's the next piece, which is down in the family room. Got it. and that's important, and that's usually just fun little things, sure. uh, like and hopefully I don't think my kids listen to the podcast, so uh, <laughs> no, so, no. so orange tic tacs are always in there. Well, so okay, okay. now they might listen to the podcast okay. to find out. Uh, now well, good they, be, uh, uh. I think maybe one of them does or two of them, maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but uh, well, there could be white tic tacs here, so be careful. No, no, they're always orange oh, tic tacs. I'm trying to help you uh, all, to throw them oh, off oh, the to throw trail. Them off. So I'm yes, because uh, so. Um, the, uh, the orange tic tacs uh, are, are are always in there, so they're ordered. They're wrapped. That's okay. the big secret now that they're all going to find out. Because okay. uh, maybe three of them do listen to the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. We're not tracking who, who listens. And then um, and then from there we go and we open up the gifts under the tree. And okay. then the tradition is over. Oh, You're like, yeah, wow! I didn't, I didn't even know, realize we wouldn't even
1: have to talk this week. <laughs> go ahead, man. Just keep going.
0: Then we have the big Christmas breakfast. Which is bacon and sausage okay. and eggs and uh, waffles and pancakes and cinnamon rolls and wow. coffee and juice and yeah we that just is call it Christmas oh, breakfast. Holy smokes. smokes! What time should um, I be there? Yeah, come on out. <laughs> right, yeah, it depends. It used to be really early, but now I wake up early, right? <laughs> and I just sit on the couch and the trees lit because oh, that's the other tradition. The Christmas tree always gets unplugged when we go to bed. Yeah, but not Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. On Christmas Eve, mm. the magic of the lights stay on all night Big long. Shifted so to well, whoever's up first, and they walk down the stairs. The tree is lit, and the gifts are there. I'm getting so this excited. This is like right an M. Night Shyamalan movie. This I didn't is. even
1: see that coming. Christmas lights on all night.
0: Yes. Wow. And so those are some of our our traditions. Uh, <laughs> lots and lots. Yeah. Okay, great. I definitely get into it more than the rest yeah, of the family. That, that is, you
1: are really into it, you know, but I will say, you know, and just like hearing you kind of talk and, uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we, and I've said this many times, we have a couple of young kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, uh, and we're just in that stage of kind of like building the traditions, which is fun. You know, like uh, we were talking about it, even our, uh, you know, we went to Thanksgiving with my family and stuff like that. And we had the conversation over the weekend, like, Hey, how close are we getting to, you know, not going to where my aunts and uncles and my dad is. Mm -hmm. to this big family thing, but how close are we getting to start having, you know, yeah, maybe like my brothers and sisters over with our kids and things like that to hang out. And, um, yeah, just start to have that conversation. We're really kind of in that transition period and and starting to develop and find out what is, you know, something that we just did one year and what's going to start becoming tradition and stuff like that. So, um, we actually have two Christmas trees, uh, at our house so one in the upstairs and one in the downstairs um, Man. In, in the basement but <laughs> it's really uh, well it's really kind of self-serving so the 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 upstairs christmas tree is the the quote nice christmas tree it's decorated uh, yes. very nicely uh, everything the, matches everything matches there's nice. all the kids stuff on right it. exactly yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it so the downstairs yeah. all the kids stuff on it but that's where we keep the the presents and stuff like yeah. that is is downstairs so that you know when we open christmas yeah. morning we kind of move them upstairs and and it's it's you know they know that they're, right. the kids know that they're there, but right. we move them upstairs and it's kind of a, and rework the living room yeah. to kind of...
0: uh Yeah, our Christmas tree, we have one, is basically the history of the Esposito's vomited on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got all this, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. We've got Marvel characters, we've got, uh, you know, nativities, we've got... Kid stuff from when they were little, handprints yeah. and yeah. So so, just, but I get it, everybody has their thing.
1: Do so you guys just have like a box of ornaments? You just reach your hand and pick up a handful and huck it at I the know, tree we just and like see what throw sticks. it,
0: and it's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's great. But you know, one of the things about traditions is I think sometimes we don't realize the importance of traditions. Mm-hmm. And when you look in the scripture, one of the things you see is this idea of remembering. And all of the festivals that are commanded are remembering Passover. Which becomes in the Christian tradition the Last Supper, which becomes the Eucharist, the Communion, the Table. You know, is all about remembering. So for Passover, the Jewish people are remembering God's faithfulness in delivering their ancestors from 400 plus years of bondage and slavery, and that God had not forgotten them, God had not abandoned them, God had delivered them from their enemies. And then Jesus in the Last Supper, Last Supper, inaugurates our communion table in which we're remembering and regularly we're looking at, uh, the death of Jesus Christ and the necessity of his death on the cross. Cause you can't really talk about Christmas unless you talk about Good Friday and Easter, uh, body pierced, blood poured out for the forgiveness of sin. So whether they're just fun, you know, you hang a pickle on the tree, which we don't do. I never even heard of that until I moved to, uh, the, the Germantown area, but you you do that, or it's reading the Christmas story, which again, I would really challenge everyone to incorporate that right. some way into their Christmas tradition, actually reading the biblical text. You can also watch various Christmas stories. The Nativity, it came out, the Nativity movie. I know there's multiple ones, but there was one that came out several years ago as a live action one. That's excellent. And for years, we, that would also be part of our tradition. We'd watch that one uh, and, or the peanut special, which actually tells a Christmas story. Right. And, it, you know, there's other things in addition. I really encourage people, we need traditions because traditions help us to remember. Remembering is important to growth, faithfulness, emotional, spiritual uh, health. Yeah, it, to
1: me, it begs, it just really begs the question as to identifying why you have certain traditions. You know, mm-hmm. there could be some traditions like a large Uh, breakfast at christmas that are just kind of like a a fun thing like this is like what we do because we have fond memories of this tradition oh hold Um, on man (laughs) there's
0: deep rich (laughs) parts of that tradition right
1: no but but uh, but anything you know it could be you know like we like i said like us moving the the presents from the downstairs to the upstairs or when we open right you know we open stockings on christmas eve and our our other gifts on on christmas uh day which by the way growing up the uh, what we got in our stocking every year was a, a tube of chapstick. Yeah. The, the thing about the chapstick Ooh, inside figure. joke with my family is that my mom always wrapped the chapstick like in wrapping paper, like it was legit, which is like a very challenging wrap job. Oh, yes. Not to mention a very challenging unwrapping job because uh, she did such a good job. So that's something we always look forward to. from my mom is a wrapped stick of chapstick. So we have about a thousand chapsticks uh, collected over the years. Um, cause I guess I don't lose them as often as I used to. So
0: we're going the extra 10 here today with all <laughs> things, Christmas. we wrap every little thing in the stocking too. That's oh the tic tacs. We wrap, right, we wrap. Oh yeah. Great. But tic tacs
1: are square. Man. And the, we've done,
0: we've done uh chapstick too, but okay, sometimes you yeah. get chapstick that's in the like it has a, you know, it's, yeah. it's not just the tube. Yeah you know, where it's part of right, like a, a bigger packaging right, 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 and yeah, then it's a little easier to wrap. Right. So right. Just trying to help I'm saying out. my mom's a I better know, like, right. gift wrapper than, oh, than you are. I'm, so oh no. I'm I'm the worst. I'm, <laughs> everyone is. But anyway, all that
1: to say, all that to say, you know, there's certainly, it's okay to have some traditions that are, that are, you know, just fun and good memories Definitely. and things that you remember, but also to, to work in tradition. This it's a good challenge for me. You know, like I said, as we, as we're in that phase of life where we're starting to, to build really our traditions that we'll have for hopefully several years is To have traditions that do require you to remember, uh, you know, what we're doing, and it's so easy to, you know, to go to a Christmas Eve service, you know, or, you know assuming there's no not uh, 10 feet of snow outside. Oh, we have
0: 12 options, there, there yeah, better be one that's be available, so we'll have you know, everyone go to one. <laughs>
1: um, so you go to the Christmas Eve service and you're, you know, you, you sing Silent Night and you call it good, and you're like, yeah, that's you know, yay, we, we celebrated Jesus, and then Christmas Day you know it's just about opening presents mm-hmm. and eating food and things like that but to have traditions built into what you do with your family to really make sure that you're remembering and engaging what what the season is all about you know it's it's really easy to kind of know it in the back of your head but you know with with kids as young as mine are you know to build that into their experience in christmas so that they remember growing up what what christmas is about it's a it's a good challenge that uh, you know the when the israelites had traditions Uh, and celebrations, there was always, most of the time, remembering something, remembering something that God had done for them. So just making sure that
0: that's a part of what we're doing as well. Even within the Christmas Eve service, there's a tradition that we have at Crossway. We end the service with the singing of Silent Night. Right. And there's different ways that we've incorporated other elements. You know, there's times we've had candles, real candles. There's times we've had uh, little, uh, like, battery operated candles. There's times we've mixed things up. We're going to have a luminaries this year, which are going to be really beautiful and some other things. But um, even the, just that, 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 that spot, it's not just a warm fuzzy, you right. know, it's not, it's a tradition isn't frivolous. It, it anchors us to uh, the story of our lives and the communal story of our lives. And it anchors us to something bigger than ourselves. And one of the challenges to, spiritual formation, growth in a a culture that's so individualistic and and so new is better. And it's all about the right now and it's all about pragmatism. It's all about everything up and to the right. You know, some of those things that are are very challenging and uh, create barriers to spiritual growth is in, in tradition, in anchoring us to a broader, bigger story, we're reminded that there is more than just our own individuality. There is a family community, whether that's the the family that you're, you know, you're going to celebrate Christmas with or that they friends or spiritual family. And God has been crafting this story o- over time. So uh, it's not just about Christmas. Uh, throughout our lives, we need passages. We, we need these moments in which we celebrate what what has happened and the transition of what will happen, or what we we hope will happen, and that's all baked into the power of tradition.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, just really excited about you know Christmas coming up. I know I'm not as as gung ho as you are, but it's still always nice to sit and reflect, even for myself, you know, in a quiet moment on on what the Christmas story is really about, and and you know, it's it actually ties quite nicely into the the sermon that that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but just doing your best to put yourself in the story of what was really going on. You know, like we have this very romanticized, oh, the, the inn wasn't, you know, was full. And so they, they sauntered down to the, to the stable and you know, <laughs> and like, but like, you know, after having a couple kids and knowing right. what it's like with, with your, your, your wife in labor and, uh, and everything that goes on with in giving birth and stuff like that, like, it's not uh, always pleasant. It's not a pleasant, uh, experience Mm -hmm. all the time. And the, the panic and the frustration that both Joseph and Mary must've, must've felt in that time. And, and, you know, the franticness, you know, I, I remember trying to get, uh, my wife to the hospital when she was in labor and it's a, it's a, it's a very energetic time. You very, as, as a man in the situation, just very much wanted to provide in Mm -hmm. that moment, you know, and, so my wife didn't have to think about things get her there safely she was comfortable and and the challenges joseph must have felt trying to get uh his wife to a place where uh where she could give birth comfortably you know it 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 definitely adds a different uh context and flavor to the story when you try to put yourself in it and that's a lot of what what we talked about this week was really looking at joseph and trying to and and really painted this picture of what it would have been like for joseph not necessarily what I was talking about uh, during the actual birth but leading up to it you know his his engagement to to Mary and then her coming to him and saying you know hey i'm I'm actually pregnant but you know it's from the Holy Spirit and it's you know and then an angel coming to Joseph and him having to digest it you know it's what a you if you put yourself in that moment and try to picture what how you would be throughout the Christmas story it's a f- Far more dynamic and stressful story than oftentimes it's portrayed when when we see it uh, and and hear about it, even on Christmas Eve services.
0: I think that's one of the challenges. The longer you find yourself in a church community and you f- you are familiar with the stories, and you know the Christmas story in the Bible is one of the most familiar stories, uh, we can gloss over the tremendous. A scandalous nature of it, how revolutionary it was, and at times even how crazy it sounds. You know, Joseph falls asleep, an angel appears to him. He has this, you know, this dreamlike state. You know, hey, Mary wasn't unfaithful. Mary's pregnant through the work of the Holy Spirit. Like right there, it's like what? Right? <laughs> like, did he? Right. Even, did like Joseph even know the, who the Holy Spirit was? Right. You know, there wasn't a fully orbed doctrine of the Trinitarian nature of God and, and all. The, and, and that's why in the sermon I, I talked a little bit in the beginning about, you know, the preexistent Christ, the hypostatic union, the, right. the work of the Holy Spirit, the idea that the word birth is Genesis, which means origin, and that the Holy Spirit, you know, was part of creation in Genesis, in the book of Genesis. So the Holy Spirit's a creator. He's an incarnator. That's the incarnation, God in flesh and blood, the Christmas story. And then he's a recreator. He's part of that recreation of the work that God does in us when we have faith in Jesus Christ, the work of the cross, empty tomb. And it's so easy to just kind of gloss over it and be like, oh, Jesus was born, like you said, and, you know, a virgin birth, and we believe and sign a covenant in a church. But it is crazy talk when when right. you initially read it and it requires a a level of faith and belief more so even thinking about Joseph and hearing that we have again thousands of years of history and theology and we have other books of the Bible that help us more fully understand that and inform, and inform the story
1: yeah we don't have a lot of detail about you know other than the the direct verses after you know Joseph was, had the dream or whatever. Um, but it just seemed, you know, again, so we don't know if there was like a freak out moment when he woke up, you know, or, or whatever. We don't know how the conversations went, but um, just this this era of obedience. And no matter, and really no matter what the cost to him socially, because mm-hmm. there were certainly consequences for him, you know, socially in the context of the way the culture was back then. And, and you talk a bit about that in the sermon. So if people want to hear about that, uh, reference that. But, uh, you know, one thing when you were talking, that I really thought of was if Joseph were alive today and he was doing the things, you know, that were as culturally abnormal as he was back then, like what we would have thought of Joseph, like what I, what would I have thought of Joseph, you know, today if he, if he, if I experienced that and walked in and saw how he handled the situation, being as patient as he was with Mary and then, uh, you know, having the vision and being so obedient that no matter what the social cost, you know Joseph was really was willing to walk that walk. Uh, it's really pretty incredible, you know how, you know how like you said, was quiet Joseph, but how faithful Joseph was uh, and and obedient he was. And he would have really this in this day and age, you know, very easily been seen as weak and a pushover and you know all these types of things. And and when you were telling the story, that's the direction I started going. It was like, wow, like if that happened today, he, we would have kind of mocked Joseph in, in how he executed that.
0: Yeah, and, and remembering that to be pledged to be married in that day is, is basically like a marriage today. It wasn't like our modern uh, engagement. Like you need to have a legal document to get divorced from being pledged uh, to be married, and, and so the vast majority of Joseph and Mary's life, they would have known like this is the person I'm going to marry. You know, they didn't have to guess. They didn't have to go online and, and <laughs> see if they could meet someone uh, because of how that culture would how the culture would arrange marriages. And so I think that's, that's really important for us to remember that it, 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 Joseph staying with Mary, marrying Mary, in that situation was uh, incredibly uh, submissive to God's directive in his life. And it would have cost him dearly. Uh, his business, the reputation, the family name, uh, eventually, a little later in the story, uh, in the Gospel of Matthew that we were looking in, uh, when Jesus probably around two years old, we don't, you know, we know is under two, but uh, they had to flee to Egypt, right, and because of Herod and Herod's jealousy. And we're going to get into that a little bit at the Christmas Eve service and how that ties to uh, the choices that we have in life. But it's such, uh, it's such an incredible story, and Joseph is an amazing, amazing man. Uh, just faithful, he he played his his role as protector of the family, and he protected Mary uh, initially, not knowing that it was a work of the Holy Spirit, which is a mystery, which is uh, uh, you know we we receive in faith um, to divorce her quietly. But then when he finds out it is a work of the Holy Spirit, he's just obedient, names the child Jesus, and uh, takes Mary as wife and doesn't sleep with her. Doesn't have sex right. with her until after, you know, the baby, uh, until after Jesus is born. So again, just obedience after obedience, and then later, and it gets another vision, another angelic visitor goes and, and takes uh, Mary and flees to Egypt and lives probably in a kind of a, a Jewish settlement at that time that yeah. that was in that area, but still completely radical story.
1: Right. And And, you know, one of the things that you kind of tied into that was the reason that he could be so obedient or one of the reasons, uh, was because he knew the Bible, like he knew, well, the, the Bible that, that was his, which is, uh, will, will our be old our old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, like he knew it. And, and when, so when the angel referenced certain things, he knew what the angel was talking about and therefore could trust a, a little more readily what that was. And I thought that was just really interesting, you know, cause you said, You know, there's a lot that we don't have to pray about if we know what's in the Bible. There's a lot, you know, that we treat as, oh, you know, uh, should I do this? Should I do that? But if we just knew the Bible, then it's not even something we really need to pray about. We just need to be obedient.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think that's so crucial, this idea that really the vast majority of most important decisions that we make in life, we already know the answer because it's in the scriptures. Like when you think about the things that are most important to God. So, um, you know, should we help people who are abandoned and wounded and under-resourced and struggling and alone? Yes. You don't have to pray about it. Like, should I help? Yes, we we should help. Should we be generous? Should we not love money? Should we love our enemies? I read some verses in there that are just like the, the hardest teachings of Jesus. Should we... Forgive. Absolutely. Now, how we forgive and how we step into forgiveness, that that's a journey. Right. And that's a process. Because it's very hard to forgive someone that has deeply wounded you or someone you love. Or not loving money and loving God. Like it's like we do you don't have to wonder, like, oh, should my life be about money and possessions and you know, and all of that? Well, no, it shouldn't be. But like how that plays out, you know, the details of that. That's difficult and that's challenging. And that's where we have mentors and we seek God's wisdom and we are part of a community of faith to help guide us. But should we forgive? Should we love our enemies? Should we be generous? Should we help those who are hurting and broken and outsiders? Should we share our faith? Should we, on and on and on? You know, should we pass on the truth to our children? Should, you know, yes, 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 yes. Like it's all there. And so the more we know the scriptures, the more that we understand God's will and directive in our life. And then it's part of the process of like, well, then how do I do that and, and working that out?
1: Right. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, easy to kind of say like, oh yes, of course we're supposed to help the poor. But then if I think in my life of, of when I've interacted with, with the poor under resource, mm-hmm. like you said, like it's, it's not like, I make it far more complex than it needs to be, you know, like should, you know, should I, like you said, should I, you know, share my faith with people in a variety of ways. It's, it's not necessarily coming right up and being like, you know, face to face, like, Hey, you know, do you believe in Jesus? Cause you should, or you're going to hell, you know, like that's not necessarily a concept of what I'm talking about, but, but in all ways with everybody that I work with, even when I wasn't working at a church, you know, in all those ways. Um, need to be sharing my faith in everything that I do. Like it's a no, but we make it over, we make it more, com- well, this is business. And to do right. business, I have to, you know, do this or compromise that or whatever it might be. Um, And then we justify, oh, so I can support my family. And so, I, you know what I mean? You could just go down the line. Um, But the answers are clear. We just make it far more complex than it needs to be.
0: Yeah. And people will, you know, debate, you know, should we be part of a church or community faith? You know, I can be a Christian and not be part of a church, but it's clear in scripture that you need to be part of a community of faith that you shouldn't, you know, give up gathering together and connecting and worshiping together. And, and, and so, yeah, what kind of church is it? a home church? Is it a small church? Is it a multi-site church? Is it, you know, a liturgical church? Is it evangelical? all those kind of things? Yes. You can kind of figure out what kind of expression of church you want to connect with. But the idea that you need to be in community, you grow in community of faith, like, that, you don't have to pray about that. The answer is yes. Every single one of us needs to be in a community of faith. Then you can figure out what's the best form or frame of that community of faith for you to grow as a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I just really appreciate, like I said, the the take on on you know Joseph over the weekend really reframed my mind to kind of put myself in the story. Uh, and live through the story, and and that really has helped me start to engage the Christmas story a little bit more this year. Um, you know, yeah, as we sit around, whether it's it's snowing or not, or it's a little bit colder than it was a week ago. Uh, um, you know, inside maybe maybe inside a little bit more than we were because it's so cold. But in those moments, be able to reflect more more deeply on the Christmas story uh, to to really put ourselves in it and understand what was what was actually going on and how incredible of a story. Yes. You know, uh, a virgin birth and things like that are incredible and do take uh, do take faith to mm-hmm. uh, to lean into. But the very tangible, measurable things that I can tie into direct experiences with my life uh, definitely makes a Christmas story uh, much more intense and all, all the more incredible.
0: Yeah, I think one of the challenges I have is because I do love all of the. Packaging of modern Christmas, <laughs> I love the gifts, giving and receiving gifts and the Christmas tree and the lights and the music and the specials and you know all of those things that I can get lost in those. I can get lost in the breakfast, I can get lost in some aspects of the maybe the secondary traditions right. uh, that that we do um or the person that that just absolutely hates this season and uh, it's a difficult season. It's a challenging season. It's a season of grief like like I think both extremes, like being so into all of the stuff, and like it's the greatest time of year, or uh I just can't wait till January second happens. um we need to step back, as you said, and we need to make sure we don't lose uh Jesus Christ in either the let's get through this uh mentality which at times is definitely uh, understandable. There's so much family tension. There's so much, you know, I I miss my dad, you know, over the Christmas season, Uh, he's with the Lord now. And, and, and so it's, it's really understandable, but in that challenge, in the grief, in the frustration, or or in that, I just don't like all the parties. I don't like all the music. I can't wait, you know, that's gone. It's just, this is a worship service. I don't want to go to Christmas Eve to focus in on Christ and in all in all the the fun and decorations uh, to focus in on Christ, it's all about Jesus. And so wherever you find yourself, uh, be sure to think much about Jesus this Christmas season. One of the primary ways I think we can do that is to actually read the story in the scriptures, in the in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Gospel of Luke. Read them. Uh, in fact, yesterday I was having just some kind of relaxing alone time uh, last night. And I just, I listened to it. I listened to the story in Luke and in Matthew, uh, on the Bible app, just to, just to, just to recenter myself. This is what it's about. Not all these other things.
1: Yeah, That's a really good challenge. I know, you know, and I know, uh, I'm challenged. I know my wife listens to the podcast and she's going to be challenged. And so I would imagine we'll be doing some, some Christmas story reading, uh, in the next few days. So, uh, well, Jason, I just really appreciate the appreciate the time this year. I know we're, we're going to take a couple weeks off here. Um, had a, kind of an unintended couple weeks off, you know, previously. Had some technical issues, but... It was the best podcast ever last week. <laughs> we couldn't post <laughs> and it. And no, we couldn't it post it. It wasn't the best ever. It, wasn't, it, was, it was not the best good, ever. But um, technology. But yeah, some technology issues. But uh, we're going to have a couple weeks off here, uh, getting into the new year. Be back, yeah. I think, January 9th uh, is a Monday. That sounds about right. Um, but yeah, man, Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you, you find energy and, and going through the Christmas Eve services and stuff. I know we have a lot of them. Um, but really wish you the best man, Merry Christmas and uh, we'll see you next year.
0: Merry Christmas and a happy New Year.